This episode is dedicated to several members who passed away in 2012. Sister, member, and friend, Beverly Riley, ID 5170, affectionately called Trooper Mama by many in the Dune Sea Garrison, passed away on May 18th. Chris Lewis, BH3836, passed away on May 27th. He was a passionate trooper and a fierce friend who brought a smile to the face of those who knew him. Shane Haas Hatmaker, TD9858 from Alabama Garrison, joined our Turner Legionnaires in 2012. Phil, our Florida Phil, Tyre, TD1373, passed away on September 21st. Phil's joy was infectious. His wit was sharp, and his friendship to all became legendary throughout the Garrison and Legion. The loss of these members is felt by all, and though they will be missed greatly, they will always be a part of the 501st as they join the ranks of our Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer Get away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome to the long-delayed episode 69 of the 501st cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. And this is our first episode for 2013, and I'm your host, Nikki, DZ8397. And I'm Andy, ID8169. The 501st Legion is currently at 6,111 members with 9,990 approved costumes in the Legion. There are more than 400 new members in the past eight months alone. In this episode, we'll let you know about some of the missions that Legion members took part in the last couple of months, give you some peeks into big events for the coming year, and sprinkle in some holiday greetings since we sadly didn't receive enough submissions for their own minicast. This is Chris Kuypers, TK6247 and Legion Commanding Officer. I'd like to wish all of our members worldwide and all of our friends and fans happy holidays and a happy and prosperous new year. This is Derek Lyons from Star Wars A New Hope, where I played the Metal Bearer and the Masashi Temple Guard. I wish all my fellow members of the 501st a very, very happy new year, and may the force be with you all. Take care, and I'll speak to you next year. God bless to you all. Thank you. Bye. As you may have seen on our website or Facebook page, we have a milestone new unit that joined the Legion this fall, our Russian Outpost. You can visit them on Facebook and online at 501st.ru. So congratulations, Russian Outpost. We had a flurry of honorary members inductions at Celebration 6 this year. Members of the Mid-South Garrison inducted Course of the Force host Chris Hardwick, LFL Online Content Manager, Matt Martin was inducted by the Great Lakes Garrison, and the Florida Garrison inducted Lucas Arts lead designer David Collins into the honorary members' ranks. Plus, Disney actor Jay Becker was made an honorary friend of the Fiber First Legion. 
for all the recognition he was given to the 501st Legion over the past seven years as the official announcer for the Legends of the Force Star Wars Weekend Parade. Welcome to our new honorary members, and thank you for your contributions to the Star Wars universe. On January 1st, Legion founder Alvin Johnson announced his newest project, a Lego diorama of the 501st Legion from the 2007 Tournament of Roses Parade. We'll have a link in our show notes with more details about how you can contribute to this project and even sponsor a little mini fig trooper yourself. Currently, he is working on collecting all the necessary parts and will arrange the figures to match the exact formation that the troopers marched in the parade. The member numbers will be inscribed on the back of the minifigs to commemorate who participated. Once completed, it will be an awesome showpiece at large-scale Legion events. Albin's hoping that this will be finished and debut at Celebration 7 in 2014. So once again, check out the link in our show notes and help out. Although this video was published over the summer, we're going to mention it now as many of our units are now in the midst of the prime skiing season. Scout Trooper TB2243 from Dubac Ridge Garrison took his armor to the slopes and made a 501st PSA called Whiteout for some college credit. Check it out via the link in our show notes. And speaking again of Albin, he is our founder, a celebrity liaison, a droid wrangler, and now a blogger. That's right, the 501st zone. Albin Johnson now has his regular writing gig for none other than StarWars.com. Albin provides a unique perspective on the history of the Legion, as well as some very cool photos of some of his first adventures in plastic. We'll have a link to his blog in our show notes. Be sure to check it out. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention that our counterparts over at the Rebel Legion have launched their own podcast called All Wings Report In. Hosts for their first episodes were Phil and Eric. Now, Eric has been a member of our podcast, the Five of First Cast, which you may remember. And we'll have a link in our show notes so that you can check out their first episode. And we have something new we'd like to add to the 501st cast, and it's an opportunity for you troopers out there to not just participate, but win prizes, too. We're looking for your trooping mishaps and funny event stories to be played right here. You can either call the 501st cast hotline at 828-419-0501, or you can email us the audio at podcast at 501st.com. And if you're calling in, the message limit is two minutes, so keep that in mind. And as always, keep it clean, troopers. And here's our first submission from Scutch. Hey, this is Scutch from uh, the 501st Legion. My, here's my 501st Ali story. I joined the Legion not knowing a soul and not having been on the forums much at all. I can assemble my armor totally by going on websites and just things I found online. So my first troop... I pretty much had no idea that we had to change arms. I suited up at home in my full sand trooper uniform and walked about a mile and a half to the troop. I was living in Manhattan at the time, so it wasn't that big a deal. Some cops even stopped me for a picture, which was pretty awesome. The other guys at the troop were like, where's your tote? And I responded, uh, uh, what's a tote? <laughs> anyway, they were cracking up, not to mention bringing it up for troops years and years afterwards. And fortunately for you future Shinies, we now have the Trooper Survival Guide, which we'll link to in our show notes, so you can have a better handle on what to do on your first troop. So if you have a, uh, a funny mishap, once again, please send in the audio to podcast at 501st.com or call it into our hotline. We'll have that number in our show notes. 
This is Kevin J. Anderson calling to wish you all a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, or whatever Life Day celebration you happen to do on whatever planet you happen to be on. Uh, thanks for all your support, and may the Force be with you in whatever other phrase you want to use. Um, happy holidays again. Hey, this is Tracy Wilson, TB9612 of the Arkansas Crimson Nova Squad, wishing everybody a safe and happy holidays and also a prosperous new year. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope to see you soon. Mission reports. Our new Russian outpost took part in its first charity event on December 13th. CORD, a center of hippotherapy, invited them to raise funds for disabled kids that can't afford their much-needed therapy. This event was part of a larger charity festival called Dorbry Piter, Kindhearted Petersburg. For four hours, Outpost members distributed brochures about CORD in a local supermarket and helped attract attention to its small table. They smiled to everyone who took notice and invited them to learn more, although some of the people replied with, and what will I game if I take part in your charity? The troopers didn't get discouraged and continued their work. Little by little, their donation box and shopping cart were filled with money and goods, like sugar, tea bags, disposable tableware, etc. They're not sure at this time how much they were able to collect, but they were happy that St. Petersburg citizens donated their money for charity. They're hopeful that this event will become the first step forward in Russian outpost mission for charity. At the end of the day, they were interviewed by CORD, although it's only available in Russian. I'm sure it will be interesting to watch anyway. We'll have that link to that in our show notes, as well as a few photos from the event also in our show notes. Thanks to Alana, SL10010, for that report. And another first mission for a new outpost took place on November 8th for Macau Outpost. After many months of organizing, the goal of presenting the new Macau outpost to the children of Macau, who are the main audience of the 501st Legion, finally became a reality with the visit to D. Jose Costa Nunes School. They were thrilled to host the Legion and to help provide the children with a special day different from the usual. This event was greatly elevated with the help of Mocha, Lego, Star Wars SAR Macau Hong Kong, which is a Star Wars fan group, and Andre Kuto, who participated with the children in a mini Grand Prix improvised for the playground. The winners of each leg were entitled to a Lego pack and a Star Wars children-sized lightsaber. TDM Macau, a local TV station, also decided to come and make a special report for this event to show how simple things can make a difference in our local communities with the children and provide them with a unique and special Star Wars day. So congratulations to Macau Outpost on your first mission, and thanks to Walter, TK3738 for that report. As we reported in our previous years, our Costa Rica outpost has, for the sixth year in a row, participated in Teleton. This year, eight members of the outpost, along with members from the Rebel Legion, gathered early morning of December 1st to support their country's largest fundraiser to benefit the National Children's Hospital Department of Orthopedics and the Regional Hospital of Le Mans. Combined, the legions raised approximately 2,000 U.S. dollars and had the opportunity to present the donation live on national TV at the Teleton main stage. Excellent work, troopers. Thanks to Grand Admiral Ed AR5494 for that report. And several of our units participated in parades during the holiday season. 
On December 9th, Jason, TD5945 from Carolina Garrison, had a solo troop when he rode with a 13-foot AT-AT replica on Cub Scout Pack's 505's Battle of Hoth Float in the Mount Pleasant Christmas Parade through Charleston, South Carolina. Plus, the day before that parade, Carolina Garrison teamed up with the Rebel Legion counterparts for the Fayetteville Christmas Parade on December 8th. On December 1st, two Carolina Garrison members were in the Laurenburg, North Carolina Christmas Parade in a balmy 70-degree weather. And also on December 1st, Garrison Tyrannus, along with members of the Rebel Legion and Mid-South Garrison, participated in the Richmond Christmas Parade for the seventh year in a row. It's estimated that over the two-and-a-half-mile walk, they were watched by over 100,000 patrons. And last but not least, for the second year in a row, we marched down the streets of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom for the Very Merry Christmas Parade, which aired on Christmas Day. We'll have a link to the video of the taping of our march in our show notes. It was an awesome opportunity for the 501st, yet again thanks to Disney. If you're a 501st Legion member and want to participate next year, be sure to get in touch with the Florida Garrison. And if you're not a 501st Legion member, you definitely have a goal to get your armor ready by Christmas time. Midwest Garrison was tapped to do something a little out of the ordinary this New Year's Day. They were asked to support a team of zookeepers from Leakin Park Zoo as they participated in the North Avenue Beach Polar Bear Plunge in Illinois. The zookeepers were raising funds for Polar Bears International and hoped that having Bible First members in costume chase the rebel zookeepers into Lake Michigan would help call attention to their cause. And the mission was certainly accomplished. It was assured that everyone on the beach knew about the Star Wars character's presence. After gathering with Team Zookeepers for some photos on the beach, the Empire chased the Zookeepers into the cold lake waters. Even some of the characters got into the water, which was a frigid 30 degrees Fahrenheit with air temperature about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Afterwards, two members presented $250 to the Zookeepers for Polar Bears International. And we'll have a link to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Phyllis TK1951 for that report. Also, back on the morning of December 15th, Empire City Garrison also took the plunge figuratively during the Special Olympics Polar Plunge at Cedar Beach, Long Island, New York. Six members of Empire City and a Jedi from the Revolution's Echo Base attended the event which helped to raise funding for children with Down syndrome who participate in the Special Olympic program. Troopers took photos with attendees, both young and old, and handed out citations to kids and adults. There was a lower turnout than usual this year, likely due to the date change due to Hurricane Sandy. They left the plunge a little early to head for their second troop of the day for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but they were planning to attend another polar plunge in March. We'll have a link to some photos from the plunge and Make-A-Wish party in our show notes. Thanks to Chris TK6744 for that report. On December 16th, Great Lakes Garrison participated in the Fight Like a Jedi fundraiser for huge Star Wars fan Matthew. The Garrison first met Matthew in 2011 at Cherry Capital Con, where he was made an honorary stormtrooper and presented with all kinds of goodies. Matthew has Meyer-Gorlin syndrome and is one of the smallest kids in the world. He is only one of a few people ever to be diagnosed with MGS and at age 7 weighed only 19 pounds and is only 36 inches tall. On Halloween 2012, Matthew became very sick and had to be transferred to the University of Michigan via a four-and-a-half-hour ambulance ride. He has a tumor on his cerebellum, 
a cancer called glioblastoma. He had a lengthy operation to try and remove what they could, and they removed most of it, but it's already grown back. Fight Like a Jedi was an all-ages event to help raise money for Matthew's medical expenses. There were silent and live auctions, Lucasfilm-approved shirts, and sketchbooks full of new Star Wars art, plus prints. Three members between the Great Lakes Garrison and the Rebel Legion's Great Lakes base costumed for most of the event, hosted by Wright Brain Brewery in Traverse City, Michigan. Each member drove a couple of hours one way to participate in the event, since it's in the outer rim of Great Lakes territory. There were lots of great donations from members and honorary members. Her Universe sent a cool R2-D2 t-shirt for Matthew's sister. Blasty and his wife donated Master Replica's Medal of Yavin, which ended up fetching the most money in the live auction. A gift pack of a Great Lakes Garrison hockey puck, exclusive silver patch, trading cards, and pin was won by the owner of Top Comics, which he promptly gifted to Matthew. Michael TC9296 donated a Legion Command Staff patch and challenge coin for Matthew and a Clone Wars vinyl banner for the auction. Honorary member Matt Bush and his wife Lindsay sent some posters, and they went for awesome amounts of money in the auction as well. Her Power of the Force Girls poster went for $175 alone. 1,000 sketchbooks were made, with Lucasfilm approving all of the artwork. Many of the artists had not worked with Lucasfilm before, so there's some art in there from some big names, including Tony Moore, the original artist for The Walking Dead, and David Peterson from Mouse Guard that you don't normally see Star Wars art from. Over $15,000 was raised at the event, and an additional 5000 can still be added once the remaining sketchbooks are sold. There is an account set up at Members Credit Union to collect donations for Matthew, and we'll have details about how you can donate in our show notes. You can also support Matthew on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Matthew's Galaxy of Friends. We'll have a whole slew of links to pictures from this event in our show notes. Thanks to Blasty, TK5037, for that report. Last month, Joe, IC2126, and Ruben, ID98765, from Outpost Bolivia, joined forces with six members of Star Wars Fan Club Bolivia for an event at Hospital de Nino in La Plaza, Bolivia. Following a complete interrogation with medical officers, the members proceeded to meet and greet with 10-year-old Marcelo, who unfortunately is suffering from a surgical complication after an emergency appendectomy. He has since undergone four procedures and requires intravenous nutrition, which is extremely expensive. The event and additional credits from members of the task force allowed for the most important meds to be used in Marcelo's IV nutrition. Troopers spent the afternoon visiting with Marcelo and his family. Thanks to Joey IC2126 for that report. When 20th Century Fox released the first Star Wars movie in May 1977, no one imagined it would change the toy industry and popular entertainment so dramatically. The three and three quarters inch figures were sold from 1978 to 1985 and again from the mid-90s to the present day. For more than three decades, kids have used Star Wars action figures plus accessories, vehicles, and playsets to tell stories of heroes and villains, of empire and rebellion, and of good triumphing over evil. Adults, too, play when they collect Star Wars action figures. Though naturally, it was long overdue for Star Wars action figures to take their rightful place in the National Toy Hall of Fame hosted at the Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. Garrison Excelsior was tapped to be on hand for the induction ceremony on November 15th. 
In all, there were 16 members from the 501st, Rebel Legion, and R2 Builders Club that were able to play hooky during the workday and make the ceremony really exciting. We'll have links to video and photos from the induction in our show notes. And in a not-so-coincidental course of events, Strong National Museum of Play was the winning bidder of the huge 1,950-count lot of Star Wars action figures put up for auction by Steve Sansweet's Rancho Obi-Wan to raise funds for their museum. The collection will now be hosted at the Strong National Museum of Play and is tentatively scheduled to be on display Memorial Day weekend 2013, although Excelsior members are hoping it will still be on display during their next Star Wars weekend on November 16th through 17th, 2013. Thanks to Tom, TI9767, and Nikki, DZ8397, for that report. Hi, this is Bill Plass, TI2954, wishing everyone clear skies and a happy new year. Here's to the Legion. May we continue to grow, may we continue to help, and may we keep on being the bad guys doing good. Happy holidays, everyone. Hello, this is Brian Earls, Legion Captain of the Guard. From my family to yours, I want to wish everybody in the 501st the happiest of holidays. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and I hope to see you all again soon. Upcoming events. The 501st Legion and Rebel Legion have been asked to attend Space Day being held at the nonprofit Intrepid Air and Space Museum in New York City on Monday, February 18, 2013, which is President's Day. This is going to be a very large event and will run from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. Last year, there were 40-plus characters from the Legions. The Space Shuttle Enterprise exhibit has arrived, but unfortunately, it will not reopen it until the spring. There was some damage due to Hurricane Sandy. Still, they are expecting crowds of over 6,000 guests throughout the day in the, its huge indoor space. They are expecting some press and would like as many characters as possible. This would be a great family event during its winter recess for most New York schools, and it's on President's Day. If you're a member of the 501st or Revolution and would like to participate, please get in touch with Empire City Garrison. If you live in the area, be sure to pencil in February 18th and make plans to attend. For more information about the event, it can be found at intrepidmuseum.org. Thanks to Chris TK6744 for the heads up about this annual event. For those that haven't had the chance to catch the Star Wars Where Science Meets Imagination exhibit yet, it is currently at the Orlando Science Center in Florida. It arrived in October and will run until April 7th. This exhibit was created by Lucas Films and the Museum of Science in Boston and launched in 2005. It features 80 props and costumes from the Star Wars films plus several hands-on learning exhibits. Viewers will encounter the fantasy technologies depicted in the Star Wars films and the real science behind them. There will be a replica of the Millennium Falcon, which people can climb aboard and have a jump-to-light-speed experience. We'll have a link to the Science Center's website in our show notes. And after Orlando, it will be moving to the Indiana State Museum in Indianapolis. It opens there May 25, 2013, and runs until September 2nd. If you did not hear the announcement on December 27th for the dates of the next set of Star Wars weekends at Walt Disney World, then listen up. Force Field Fun will take place every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from May 17th through June 9th, 2013. 
the very talented James Arnold Taylor and Ashley Eckstein are returning as celebrity hosts. James is the official celebrity host of Star Wars Weekends 2013, and Ashley is celebrity host of Behind the Force, a live show that takes fans behind the scenes in the Star Wars universe. Stay tuned in the coming months to StarWars.com for more news, including celebrity lineups for each weekend. As announced after Celebration 6, the next celebration will be in Essen, Germany, this July 26th through 28th. Our German garrison has been hard at work for several months putting together props, skits, panels, and for 501st members, the much-loved swag. Stay tuned to all the details on their special Celebration 2 website at www.501st.de slash celebration.php. The Star Wars Identities exhibit, which premiered last spring at the Montreal Science Center, is now in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, at the TELUS World of Science until April 1, 2013. This is just the second stop of its six-year tour of 12 cities. Keep an eye out on StarWarsIdentities.com or follow them on Facebook to learn more about the tour. is strong in all of you. The Emperor is most pleased indeed. You will join in the festivities. Do not make me destroy you. Hello to all the 501st troopers, garrisons, honorary members worldwide. I'm Anthony King of Brain of Florida. At the moment, I am just a fan, but hopefully in the next few years, I will join the ranks of the 501st. To each of you, I extend a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year during this holiday season of 2012. Just want to wish out, this is uh, Merle Crumley, TX4672, wishing all my MSC, Mid-South Garrison, and Moss Nuga Garrison group members a happy Christmas and a new year. This is Mark Freeman, XX Cobra XX Destro from the GE 501st on PlayStation Home. Tom Sharone, Guardian Angels 47, and I, along with all the members of the GE 501st, would like to wish all the members of the 501st Legion a happy and safe holiday season. This episode's shout-out goes to Florida Garrison's Tampa Bay Squad. Congratulations on winning the Best Amateur Unit Award for the 40th Annual Pinellas Park Holiday Parade. We'll have links in our show notes to video, as well as some great photos of the parade and behind-the-scenes prep. Congratulations, troopers. As always, our official home of the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for more up-to-date news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501st Legion or go to facebook.com slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. 
While it's not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2013, Lucasfilm Limited, and trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization.